Well, good evening, everybody. It's 747, and normally girl chat starts at 8. I came on just a little bit early because I wanted to talk about an event coming up and still get our girl chat in, so I gave myself a little headway. So come on in, ladies, tag your sisters, your co-workers, your ministry partners, your aunties, your nieces, your daughters, and come on in. LHG is here for Girl Chat Weekly. I haven't been live in a minute, and just know God is doing some things with your girl, been a little busy. God is wonderful, stretching me, and that's all wonderful and good, but I want to start tonight with a song by Mookstar Dash, who gave us permission to play this song just for the Facebook uh, police out there. Um, Moogstar granted Trailblazers Radio the use of this song on our podcast. It's called Growth. And I think it really fits tonight. All right. Let's listen to that and I'll be back. And full chat, ladies. Come on in here. Hello? Hey, babe. Hey, everything all right? I just been thinking about how much I've grown mm-hmm. through friendships, relationships. They don't bother me anymore. That's because God is growing you. Letting go of my past hurts, removing roots and some old dirt. No, I'm not perfect, but growing up's worth it if I give it to God and I won't get hurt. I'm shutting my past down I'm putting him first I'm pushing past my mess ups I'm in too deep cause I leveled up He got my mind right No pain in my sight Let the river flow No shade to my past But please know That I gotta grow Switching up like the weather
All right, I'm back, y'all. Thank y'all for coming in. Welcome to Girl Chat Weekly. You know, every Tuesday night, normally eight o'clock, our one hour of Girl Chat just for us. This is what we do. And it's our opportunity to talk about some things that concern us, um, to pray, to reflect, to ask questions, talk about resources. So I'm going to pray. And then we're going to jump right in and get into our show for tonight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are great. What a mighty God you are. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this particular set of 24 hours that you gave us to get that much closer to better, stronger, wiser. Forgive us for anything we've done, said, thought that did not directly line up with your will and word and plans for our lives, God. We need you to govern our thoughts, to help us to control our thoughts and our emotions. Help us to live in a way that is pleasing to you. Thank you for casting our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Thank you for the joy you give us. Thank you for just having a good day. And even though some of us may not have had a good day, we made it through the day. And for that, we say thank you. So God, you know the needs of every woman, person, who stops in this broadcast, podcast, whether it be live or by replay. I simply ask that you meet their needs, that you convict their spirits and remind them that you love them and we'll be forever grateful. And we will make sure that we thank you and praise you and give you all the glory for it. In Jesus name, amen. Woo, y'all come on in here. So... Tonight's show is going to be a little bit of hodgepodge, a little bit of everything. I found what the top five Google searches that women do. We want to learn about health, business, love, relationships, and parenting. Wow. It's a pretty big gamut of topics, right? So let's just jump in. I just came off another podcast. And we were talking about parenting. So how things align is amazing. So ladies, those of us who are mothers, whether you are a mother due to you having your own children or whether you are a mother figure in someone's life, let's have a discussion about parenting. Who was your model when it came to how to parent? Do you feel that you had any positive role models uh, when it came to what you should do as a parent. Parenting is, it's a wide open range of instruction, emotions, demonstration, example. And my daughter is 20 and I'm still raising her, even though she is an adult by age, but she is a young adult. And I believe this is that time where I get to see if she's been listening and praise God she has been. And she is showing me that uh, the lessons that I taught um, didn't fall on deaf ears. Is she perfect? No. And neither is her mom. But as a mother, my prayer is that I provide the best possible example for her in terms of spiritual guidance, uh, in terms of how a woman should be treated 
in relationships. That ties into that other topic as well. Uh, what love looks like, what real healthy love looks like and teaching her how to handle her business affairs. We started talking at a younger age about saving money, about making decisions on what you spend, how you spend, being a good steward. So parenting includes all of that. But what happens, ladies, when you just need a break? Some of you might be younger mothers. We have all, all ages of women who watch this podcast. You may be in your 20s, 30s, or older. You may have young children that are toddlers. You may have teenage children. You may have adult children. But I want us to be able to help each other in the arena of parenting. Give each other advice. We we can't tell each other how to raise our children because every child is different. But there are still, I believe, some fundamental truths that we can pass on like grandmothers used to do or church mothers used to do back in the day. Where are the grandmothers? Uh, many of them have gotten older. Many of them are raising their grandchildren because the parents may not be um, either alive or may not be able to, whether it's financially or due to other circumstances. So parenting can be layered. And on the show I just came off of, we talked about, as I always bring this up, we need a village, not just to raise kids, ladies, but really as women, we need a, a friendship village. We need connection. I believe that's a very important thing. I'm going to throw some names out to you of people that I want you to follow because I want you to be able to build a network of strong women that you can um, follow on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, but people who I trust that are in my village. Uh, Lady Teresa Callahan, she has been a guest on Girl Chat Weekly and Critical Conversations, as well as Kyle Shonda. Those two ladies, um, they are very public about what they believe in, in terms of self-love, self-care, friendship. So I would certainly, and let me put their names in the comments as I talk about them, because I believe that I'm not the only one that's out here trying to help other women be their best selves and live their best lives. There's other women also that put in the work to help promote self-care, self-love, uh, business and all of that. So I want to let you know people who I know that I trust and that I follow that are doing the work. That are doing the work. Hello, my cover girl is here. Hello, Minister Alina Fearfully Wonderfully Williamson. Thank you for joining this evening, sister. Thank you. I met Minister Alina at her cover girl event. Please follow her page because she has an organization called cover girls and i would love for you to learn more about that um, she had a wonderful event in the last month that gave some wonderful revelation and um spiritual food it was outstanding great natural food because she's a great cook and just a real loving atmosphere and what she's doing 
with cover girls to me encompasses the same village concept that we don't want any woman left behind. You may not have natural family that's around. You may not have a church home, but you still deserve to have a sense of community. So however you can find that, be it here at Girl Chat Weekly, be it with cover girls, be it however you can get it. Because a lot of times we isolate ourselves and that's what breeds depression, anxiety, and then the enemy is allowed to infiltrate your mind and make you feel as though you are alone, but you're not. The beauty of social media is that I've been able to connect with several powerful and very uh, spiritually sound, influential women, such as Minister Alina, that... Yes, go follow her right now. I'm going to drop a few more names. Teresa Callahan, Lady C, has been on my show. We have talked about from her makeup business to her Brunch Ella business mixer. We've talked about um, how to talk to our kids about spirituality. She's been a reoccurring guest. I want you to follow her as well. Uh, she is doing some really exciting things when it comes to connection, collaboration. So I want you to go ahead and follow her as well. Kayo Shonda, you, you know she's been on the show several times. She's an author. She's our self-love guru. Um, she's a YouTuber. And she has videos that she produces almost daily that are so inspirational. One thing, ladies, that we can do to help ourselves is surround ourselves with positive people. Surround ourselves with people, women of God, women of faith, that can share their testimony and we can glean from them. We're talking about a bunch of stuff tonight. We're talking about a little bit of everything. And these are people who I have met personally and I trust them. I trust them. So when you select Facebook friends, I look at their pages. I look to see what they stand for. Are they business women? Are they ministers? So yeah, when you make your decisions on who to follow, you know, take a look at what they're into. I know for me, I love to meet up with women who can share inspirational testimonies. Many of us have been going through some stuff and we feel as though we are alone. Please don't let the enemy trick you into isolation. I beg of you, beg of you not to do that because once he does that, he can get into your mind, make you close yourself off from people who love and care for you. And there are many of us that are here to listen, here to pray, here to connect. So I don't want you to think that you're just by yourself. I don't have any family. I'm an only child. I don't have this. I don't have that. Get you a village, however you have to get it. Get into a Bible teaching, Bible believing church. Connect that way as well. If they have a women's ministry, get involved in it. A lot of times we get so bogged down by the hustle and bustle of life that we don't enjoy just fellowship. I know COVID shut us down for a couple of years, but the world has opened back up. Now maybe you need to open back up, sis. Now it's time for you to maybe start trusting again. I know that as women, whoa, 
we have been hurt by each other. I don't think anybody hurts women more so than sometimes other women. And our friendships have failed. We've fallen out over really stupid and petty stuff. But now is the time to take inventory of yourself, do some self-assessments. Like, am I showing myself friendly? You want friends? You want sisters? Are you showing yourself friendly as the Bible says? So, also, there is an event coming up and I need your help. I need you all to get into this event. Let me bring up this flyer. My sister, Marche Calhoun, who is an educator, shout out to my sister. She is doing a leadership, entrepreneurial networking brunch. Do you all see this flyer? I'm trying to make it as big as I can make it. Take a picture of it. I also have it posted on my page. This is happening October the 14th. This is next, well, two weeks, just, just over two weeks because we're getting ready to start October. It's a Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1. It's a leadership and entrepreneurial networking brunch. What does that mean? She is going to have people coming in. They're on the flyer to speak to um, brand new business owners. Maybe you have a business, but you could use some additional knowledge on how to move forward with it. There are companies that are going to be coming through, giving some presentations. We're going to have a chance as I'm a, a entrepreneur myself. I sell paparazzi jewelry. So we're going to have a chance to share who we are and what we do in terms of our businesses. So I really want you to get your ticket. They're $20. There is going to be a brunch provided. It's at the Fairfield Inn in Chesterfield, Michigan, 45800 Marketplace Boulevard. Here are the networking vendors. Scribbles and Prints. That is my sister's business that she is starting kind of on the lines of professional entrepreneurial development, bringing in workshops and having a place where business owners can come and learn. That's her company, Scribbles and Prints. We've got Michigan First Credit Union will be in the house. So those of you who are opening businesses, you got to have your account set up for the business. They'll be there to help with that. Sam's Club will be in the, in the house. So if you do have business credit, okay, that's what you got to get too. I've been learning from my sister Dana McKellar and Taka. She's my girl on entrepreneurism. So follow her too. I'll put her name in, in the chat. You want to have your business credit cards, business accounts. And then with Sam's Club, if you have to purchase for your business, you want to do so on your business accounts. Moore's Associates LLC will be in the house. There's going to be a notary in the house, a graphic designer in the house. So what Marche Calhoun is doing. She's an educator. Let me say this. She is an educator uh, and she educates educators and she does parenting classes in her community. She's very well connected, but she wanted to do something to help entrepreneurs who are just starting out to have a place to come ask questions, gain knowledge and insight on how to start or even better your business. I'll be there 
with my paparazzi. I'll be there talking about Girl Chat Weekly and Critical Conversations podcasting because we'll be able to network in that room. It's going to be a time for you to be able to say, my name is, my business name is. What we need, though, we want to get some people in this room that have the knowledge about how to begin a business, how to begin your accounts for your business, as far as credit, as far as banking, as far as getting funding, grants. If you have that kind of knowledge, maybe you are a a business consultant and you help people start businesses. We need to connect with you. My sister wants to have someone present about grant writing, about business funding. She wants to cover every major aspect of starting a business. So take a picture of this flyer. It is also on my page and I'll make sure it's on the Girl Chat Weekly page and all the other pages that I have. We want to rally together to create this network of people, not just women. This is not just for women. If you know some men that are entrepreneurs as well, get them in a room. $20 gets your brunch and a lot of information networking opportunities, because what Mrs. Calhoun is trying to do is foster an environment of learning in the entrepreneurial community. Uh, And you may say, well, that's Chesterfield. I don't live there. That's fine. Because there's going to be people from all over the state that'll be in that room from Detroit, Sterling Heights, from wherever. And since we have the beauty of social media, we can still network that way as well. So get in the room, get your ticket. To get your tickets, you're going to contact Marche directly. And her number is on the flyer, 313-854-5035. If you can text her, if it's late, that's the way you don't wake her uh, because she's an educator. She's a working lady. So if you're interested and you want more information, you can contact Marche Calhoun directly and her number is on the flyer and I will be there. It's October the 14th. That's a Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So not too long. You'll still have your afternoon available. This is a part of the business discussion since that's another hot topic for people. Business. How do I start one? How do I maintain one? Uh, How do I get funding for one? Get in this room where this information will be shared. So I wanted to make sure I shared that. I'll be talking about it every time I go live because I think it's an excellent, excellent uh, event. And her company, Scribbles and Prints, is going to be providing more of these events, workshops, information, networking, community. So I would really love for you all to connect with her, get your tickets. And again, if you are a business consultant and you are able to come in and make a presentation about getting grant funding, uh, starting a business, uh, we would love to hear from you so I can connect you to Marche and you can be one of those um, people that speak about that as well. So now Since the economy is changing, COVID changed so many things, we're now at the point where entrepreneurism seems to be the way to go. And collaboration is the way to go. How do you know when you go spending your hard-earned money 
for clothing, for food, for whatever in other communities? What if you're bypassing your own community? What if someone you know or can get to really easily sells what you need? Other ethnicities, other people keep their money in their community. Why can't we? And I'm not saying we should be prejudiced or racist or anything. I'm just saying, why can't we help each other by supporting each other's businesses? But how would you know what businesses we have if we don't come together at business mixers and entrepreneurial brunches? Those are the kinds of events where we're in the same room gathered together and we can exchange business cards, have conversation and dialogue and connect on social media or by phone, whatever, email. So I'll invite you to come on and get your tickets. Uh, it's a, sm a small amount of people that will be available to, to come. So you don't want to wait, get them while they last because they're probably going to go pretty quickly. That is my prayer. So we got that done. It's, as you know, I am a paparazzi consultant. If you've been under a rock, maybe you didn't know. But I normally show my commercial when I come on. But I am still here. I am still selling paparazzi. Um, third year, I would love to have your support for your jury needs. If you are going to weddings, in a wedding, getting married, don't break the bank on jury. This is your place for fun, affordable fashionable jewelry. So I had to shamelessly plug my business. Also, be sure to follow Girl Chat Weekly on Facebook and Critical Conversations on Facebook. The light just went on out. That's okay. It gets a little warm sometimes. So bear with me, y'all. So I'm not going to be on long, but I just wanted to come on, ladies, and just check in with you. And let's roll into relationship talk, since that's what y'all Googling too. I'll say this about relationships. Take your time. I'll say this about relationships. Have one with yourself. Get to know you. Get to love you. Get to appreciating you um, for who you are. And as you do that, I think you will find that you will begin to attract people who line up with what's compatible with you. I'm not saying you got to be just alike, but compatibility is not about being the same. It's about being complementary and suitable for each other, equally yoked even. So when it comes to relationship talk, number one, get to know you. What do you want? Do you want to be married? Do you want to just date? Do you want to take your time? We're all in different spaces in terms of relationship. I'm married. So we're in different places. So if you find that you are ready to date, ladies, take some time and make sure you are prepared for that. Please don't insert yourself in the market with a lot of drama. If you are hurting in some areas, ask God to heal you. If you are setting your way, so to speak, ask God to prepare you for dating. Because I just feel like sometimes we allow loneliness to make us want to just jump into this dating pool without really any
I wish I dated better. I wish I dated wiser. I wish I took the time to get to know more about Latanya and her hangups, her hiccups, her quirks. And I wish I built my self-esteem before I went into the dating market because going into the dating market with low self-esteem will subject you to a group of people that probably is not going to be what you want. If you love you and get to know you deeply, I believe you will set the bar where it needs to be when it comes to what you'll accept and what you won't. For me, being a plus-size woman, dark-skinned woman, it will say it. Well, you should just be glad that, you know, so-and-so is looking at you. And I bought into that. My low self-esteem bought into the whole big girls can get a good man lie. Why would I not deserve the best that God has for me because I'm a plus-size woman? So if you have self-esteem hangups, I just, yes, that is the lie of the century, CEO. I just ask that you take some time. This light here, y'all excuse my, um, my light. I don't know what's going on with it. I just ask that you take some time to get in prayer and do some soul searching. Who are you? That's a cliche kind of question, but who are you deep down? What do you like? Do you love movies? Do you love walks near on the park near water? I mean, you want to date someone that's complimentary, that you can enjoy the stuff you like to enjoy and have someone open you up to something new. Because if you're just dating, and I'm just going to be, if your loins are fiery and you just looking for a sexual hookup, be honest about that. Do not drag somebody into a dating situation that really is looking for love when you're looking to, to handle your fleshly desires. We do walk into dating haphazardly, CEO, and I think because of it, we almost go in blindfolded and backwards, um, if that makes any sense, because it's like, okay, well, here we are. And I did the online dating. I did it for years. And I was obsessed with it, checking the profile every five minutes, who who is, you know, responding to me and reading their profiles. And it just got to be a lot. And no shade to online dating. Some people have met and married the loves of their lives through online dating. But what I'm saying is, even in that way of dating, be careful. Date with caution. Date with class. Date with class. Those days of just laying up with everybody, that's just, that's ghetto and nasty. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but it is a mix. It's a mixed bag out here. I just feel as though you need to really know what you're doing and have an idea of what kind of future you want. If you are dating for marriage, I'm not saying on the first date, you know, go too deep because you can scare them off. But in your conversations, first date, second date, third date, you need to kind of feel out what the person's intentions are. Are they looking to get to know someone, have a wholesome dating situation and hopefully it progress into something committed? Or are they just looking for a hookup? 
I mean, because we have to be honest. Some people out here are pretending. There are people out here on the market that shouldn't even be on the market because they are already taken. That's it. I just did. I did a show about that. How are we dating? From the female perspective, but maybe we ought to bring the brothers and sisters together and talk about how are we dating as both in the same room. Because I believe we can stand to improve in that. I'm not in the dating market anymore, but from what I see and from what I'm hearing, it's a lot of tension in these dating situations. I think that we are competitive. I think that we are going into this hurting. We're going into this traumatized. I don't know if we're talking and communicating effectively about some stuff that we've been dealing with. And I'm not saying that you need to sit down on the first date and go through your whole childhood. But there's certain little bits and pieces of your life that you're going to eventually have to, to disclose. Little, little nuggets to see how they can handle it. Competitive for no reason, CEO. But there's been a there's a system in place that makes us feel as though we should be competing. Are we competing for jobs? Is that doing it? Are we looking at the competing of baby mama versus baby daddy competition or who moves on the quickest competition? There's some internal stuff I think that's bleeding outward in our dating. And it's making dating just be too stressful. I wish I dated in a more calm, not trying to see if he was my husband on day one kind of manner. But sometimes society makes you feel like not being in a relationship makes you like half a human. Every commercial, billboard, holiday, this light, I ain't going to turn it on no more. I don't know what's going on. This light, y'all. Every holiday we have promotes couples. Everything is couples. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love being a couple. But sometimes it makes people feel as though if you're not coupled with somebody, you're less than. We got to stop that. We got to promote wholeness as being single. Single and whole. We got to promote single and whole before we promote jump out in here into a relationship. Ladies, gentlemen, are you dealing with you in the best possible way? Yeah. A whole human being out here. <laughs> because I think that when we when we look at social media and you see everybody all coupled up and happy, some of that ain't even real, y'all. Please don't compare yourself to what's on these posts. Some people are having great marriages. Don't get me wrong. Some people are happy, blissful. The violins is playing and the birds is chirping really loud. But some of that is so fake. You're not in their houses. You're not, you're not in front of them every day. You only see what people portray. Work on you. Whether that means therapy, whether that means church, and not just church, like a social club. I mean, relationship with God, whether that means going out with your girlfriends and just having a good time, whether that means picking up a book 
and chilling out in a corner with your favorite blanket. Get to know yourself. Have fun by yourself for a little while. It's okay. You don't have to go from person to person to person because you're trying to fill a void. That is so dangerous. Some people are afraid to be alone. So you pick up these people like hitchhikers and you deal with that person for a couple of months and you drop them off. And then it's that one for a couple of months. Be careful with that. We got a comment. It says, we have failed for the allure of happily ever after. And in reality, there is no such thing. Well, there could be a happily ever after for some. How you get to that is on you. The journey you take towards that, but even in happily ever after, it's not happy 24-7 all the time. Even in happily ever after doesn't mean you're always in agreement all the time. There's still in every relationship, you're going to have bumps and bruises. I don't know any couple. You tell me. You can debate me in the comments. I don't know any couple that, that has a 0% arguing weight. We never argue. We never fuss. Never disagree. I don't know those couples. Maybe you do. Maybe it's a national we ain't never argue convention. I ain't never been there. I ain't never been there. I'm a human being and I know me. I have my own mind, my own brain, my own intellect. However, in your pursuit of happiness, just know that you're going to be met with disagreements. Yes, yes, CEO, we have our disagreements. But in that, how you maneuver in disagreements tells a whole lot about the longevity of your relationship, baby. The proven ground is how do you maneuver during your disappointments and disagreements? How do you handle when that person disappoints you, disagrees with you? How do you handle that? Do you say, okay, well, you know what? We don't have to agree. I want to hear how you feel about the subject. I want to hear about how you reach that conclusion. I want to learn more. Are you in the exploratory moment? Or are you like, oh, no, uh-uh, this, you ain't right for me. We ain't compatible. You don't agree with me. We're not going to agree all the time. And think about social media. Some of us can't even stand disagreeing on a post without cussing somebody out. What the F are you talking to? All I said was, I disagree. I just gave my story. Think about it. I have had debates. I, I have to admit, I have been up in the wee hours of the night sometimes on a hot topic, on a hot post, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just, I like, I like communication. I don't fuss. I don't fight. I just like dialogue. But some people get offended if you go on their post. And you put a different perspective. They want to block you. But when you put a post out there, it is called social media, right? So being social, as I love to be at times, I may come on there and just be play devil's advocate and offer a different perspective. Not, not to be argumentative, not to be argumentative. But when you post something, you got to know. Everybody is not going to agree with your post. I put a post out there about, it was about the dancing dolls that come on cable. 
and the provocative clothing that they wear. It rubs some people the wrong way that are in the dance industry that feel that the costumes are not provocative. They got on stockings. They got on this. I'm like, well, I don't want to see their little behinds wiggling. Some of them are three and four years old. I thought it was inappropriate. That post was hot. And some people got heated because their experience with dance was different. They were dance moms. They were dance pageant people. Whereas the other ones of us were looking at it as they're not clothed enough. But again, it comes to the fact that as human beings, we don't respond well to disagreements, even outside of relationships, even on a Facebook post. We are creatures who want people to agree with us. We want everybody's buy-in. But in a relationship, in a friendship, you're coming into that with your own brain. That's right. If we cannot agree to disagree, let me get this comment up. My computer is moving a little slow, y'all. Bear with me. Come on, comment. Thank you for hanging in there with my, my bloopers tonight. <laughs> All right. Come on, comment. It's moving, y'all. Y'all bear with me, but I'll just read it. If we can't agree to disagree or if we can't have a healthy discourse, if we can't have an effective and meaningful conversation, that's a problem. Hey, cousin, that is a problem. That is probably the majority of the problem. Nobody wants to have conversations that may get a little uncomfortable, yet they are necessary. How else, if you try to date, how else are you going to know what this person stands for? Thank you, CEO. How are you going to know what that person stands for if you don't have those discussions about maybe religion, politics, whatever, worldview, whatever? We should not shy away from that just because we are not in agreement can we respect each other's place of just, this is why I am right now. Now you can tell me your story. I can tell you mine. And you may even cause me to shift my thinking a little bit. But if we start bumping heads, men and women, if we start going for like, like we're hollering at each other with our words, how are we ever going to build a good connection if we don't even know how to conduct ourselves in simple intellectual discourse. Mm -mm. But that goes back to how you are raised sometimes. It goes back to how your household was ran. If you lived in a house that was always loud and arguing, everybody always fighting, everybody always hollering. And I'm just saying this from experience. If you meet someone and you're in a relationship, and they come from a background of hooping, hollering, jump off spirit, the east side mentality, you may be like, What's, why are you so loud? Well, hold, come on, calm down. Because I'm not used to that. In my house, we had more calm conversations, more question and answer, more respectful. So how does, how does those two people cohabitate when they're coming from two different family types. It takes work. It takes work. It takes time. 
it takes effort because we only can know what we know. We come from where we came from. But then on the other side, as an adult that lives in a in the world and works, you got to know how run at everybody ain't going to get you nothing but locked up. So at some point, our own accountability and responsibility has to say, you know what, well, hold on. Maybe I am being a little bit too aggressive. Maybe I do need to calm down. Maybe I need to back up a little bit. Maybe I'm getting too passionate about the subject. Maybe something triggered me. Maybe you need to ask yourself some questions. Why am I always argumentative and combative? I love communication. When I was dating, I love talking on the phone about everything from the Cosby show to different world, to the news, to computers, to food, to marriage, to church. I mean, I was always finding stuff to talk about because talking gave me insight into who that person is at their core. I got a comment. It says, I always tell folks to talk to me and not at me. There is a stark difference in both. Let's talk about that. It's a great point, CEO. We have to learn how to have respectful communication. If you're always the aggressor and you're always taking over the conversation and the other person doesn't have a chance to express their point of view or you're so easily offended that you shut down, Houston, land the plane. We ain't going no further. No further. Effective communication is an art. It's a lost art. Real, true dialogue is a lost art. We are jumping into relationships based on physical attraction. And there's not a lot of substance because we haven't had enough conversation outside of the bedroom. But if you want that to last, if you want your relationships to last, you have to build something firm for it to stand on. And if you're just going solely off of sexual acrobatics and you're jumping off dressers and, and, and leaping over, over, over bedposts, somebody's going to break a leg and, some, and y'all going to have to be in the hospital at some point. But if you build it on a solid friendship, on getting to know the person for who they are. Then you have a foundation. We got a comment. Talking to me equals peaceful discourse. Talking at me, loud and boisterous discourse. That's exactly what I'm talking about. If you are, and everybody that's talking loud ain't smart. Can I say that? Everybody that's talking loud ain't saying something. They just talking loud. Sometimes, (laughs) Sometimes, <laughs> and I, I can equate this to the, the the corporate America scene, the people who come in the meetings talking loud, like, well, all we got to do is do A, B, and C. Well, let me see you do it. If it's just that simple, sir, ma'am, let me see you try it. And, and just because a person's quiet doesn't mean they're passive, weak, or stupid. We got to stop drawing these conclusions based on the volume of a person's voice or how much or little they talk. 
there are some quiet storms out here. People who sit and observe first and kind of say, I got to see where you're coming from before I really let you in my world like that. Everybody ain't all extra friendly. Sometimes you got to sit back and just kind of watch people and, and, and let them talk and see what kind of, you know, thought processes they bring to the table. We are dating wrong. Not we, y'all. I ain't dating. Maybe y'all. So we got to go back to where you going on a date. Are y'all going to concerts, plays? Are y'all going to the water and sitting down and talking? Are y'all going to the apple orchard and walking and talking, eating a, a caramel apple? I mean, are you going places where you are allowed to talk? Going to the movies? You ain't really supposed to be talking. So do you go to the movies and then you go home and then you call each other and talk? Are you going places, coffee shops? A nice little quaint coffee shop with a nice cup of coffee, nice little croissant. Where y'all going? CEO is on a roll tonight. Being quiet does not mean equal passivity. Quiet equals observant. Yes. Quiet can def and that's that's me. You may not be able to tell because I'm a talker. But before I reveal too much, I have to know or at least feel that you're worthy of my trust. I can't trust everybody with me. You can't trust everybody with you, your heart. So as you are going through, ladies and gentlemen, since we got a mixed crowd, as you are going through the dating process, become friends first. Establish some type of rapport, camaraderie, common ground. Because not every friendship will turn into something romantic. You got to keep that in mind too and stop getting mad when it don't work. Not everybody you meet and go on a date with will turn into your husband or wife. It doesn't happen like that. It takes work and time. But have fun. Clean fun. Don't be a hoe. Have clean fun. Go to the movies. Go to the coffee shop. Have, you know, dinner. Have some sushi. Whatever it is you do. Talk. Talk on the phone. FaceTime, but do not get catfished. We talked about that last week. Don't get catfished in this season. Some of these people out here in social media, they are not who they post pictures of. They are not who you think they are. Please don't be so desperate. People are still getting catfished, tilapia, perched, and all every other fish. Don't do it. Don't do it comment coming in one thing i've observed is that dating has been a game of are you taking me to an expensive restaurant let's talk about that now i'm crazy when i was dating i i didn't expect a man to always pay i always had my own money um i was not offended by going dutch on a date now traditionally most People feel, most women feel as though if he asked me <laughs> to lop in and perched, <laughs> it 
if he asks me out, he should pay. Now, if now, now let's talk about that. Who asks who? Who asks who? If I'm saying to the gentleman, you know, we ought to go get a couple of co- a cup of coffee one day. I may I may pay for the cup of coffee myself because I initiated it. See, I go by the initiator sometimes. But y'all can say it that's wrong. But I feel if I ask someone, for example, if I even call my good friend, my girlfriend, and say, girl, let's go eat. I'm saying, I got you. I called her and I said, let's go grab a bite to eat. Now, of course, she pay, she probably have her own money, but I'm inviting. So I look at it as who's inviting. Now, see the man invites. And you get to this dinner and you have that awkward moment of who's going to pay. So the question becomes, do you establish that before you get there and get that awkward moment out of the way? Or do you wait until the bill comes and y'all looking crazy? I don't like awkward moments. I just think you ought to have that established before you go. Like, are we going Dutch? Um, What we doing? What we doing? Now, I've heard men complain that after so many dates of always paying, it can be pretty costly. I can see if you dating a bunch of people times a $20 chicken wing dinner, that could be over your budget. So it depends on how you date. But I want somebody to weigh in. Men, women, men, weigh in. Who? How are y'all determining who is supposed to pay? Because I'm like, everybody out here struggling or working so that's a good question when i was dating i'm just gonna be honest dudes would get to the restaurant oh baby i didn't forget my wallet what kind of flip flam shimmy sham is that that's a flip flam shimmy sham ceo says i think it does depend on the dynamics of the relationship in his relationship there are times where he pays and there are times where she pays so okay but that's relationship, right? How did you even get to that point? When you just first start dating, we're not going together yet. It's just, okay, I met you online. I met you at church. I met you at a grocery store. We're just in that, call me when you get home or, hey, how you doing text? But that first initial sit down date, who's to say that the man has to pay? Okay. CEO says, I asked her on a date and I paid. He was the initiator. So with him saying, I would like to take you out, take you, the operative words, meaning pay for you, then that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Now, I've heard other women say the man should always pay. And that probably was true in 1963. And maybe people still believe that today. If he want to take me out, he got to pay. I mean, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And if he got it like that, why not? But I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, this can this can happen a couple of different ways. Because me, if I was the person who said, hey, let's go grab a bite, I was prepared to pay. Now, I would think if I paid the first one, he should have us on the second one. If there is a second one, that's the other thing. You don't know if it's going to be a second date. So is this a worthy investment to you? 
are you willing to take the risk and say, I'll put my 15 bucks on a good wing ding dinner to see if this young lady is compatible with me? CEO says, but I think that women have this distorted idea of what a day is and what that looks like. Yes, it could be distorted or it could just be that the communication isn't effective. Like for me, if you are just meeting somebody, it's just what I used to think. If you're just meeting and you're having some phone discussion, at some point, you got to go beyond the telephone, beyond texting, what you're doing, how you're doing, where you at, you're busy, whatever. At some point, you got to go from that to, okay, um, where are we going with this? Are we going to meet up and have breakfast? Are we going to meet at the library? Are we going to, oh, you go to my church? Okay, well, meet me over there by row 17. I mean, the dynamics can play out either way. But at some point, you got to go from this talking into seeing each other, being around each other. And then now you got to have these conversations like, what what are we going to do? Are we going to have a date with a group? Because some people go to, you know, to group dates if they still do that. And hey, you got your own meal, I got my own meal. We're we're here together, but we still pay for our own meal. We're not a couple yet. This is the thing. There is a progression in dating. You don't, I mean, you go from how how you doing? My name is, you seem really nice. How long you been going to this church? Oh, for real? You serve on the usher board? Well, that's really nice. You know, and you work in the kitchen. Okay, well, you know. You know, I would love to, you know, have a cup of coffee with you. There, got, There's something that has to happen to make this thing move. When it doesn't move, that's when the waters get a little murky. I wasn't trying to be on the phone with nobody for no three years. Have no thing on pen pal. If you want a pen pal, say you want a pen pal. I don't talk on the phone, write letters, and smoke signals. The communication piece is that that's what people tend to lose it with what is this you first you have some conversations at first because look at this to be honest the initial hello how you doing you ain't dating yet you ain't you just say hello my name is Leroy y'all ain't dating we didn't even know his last name so at this point you just what kicking it or getting acquainted there it is thank you Jesus getting acquainted now, you have the getting acquainted time where you may hang out at the Starbucks. You may catch a movie. Dating, this is just LHG talking. Dating means we're at the point where we're going out consistently. And we're coming close to a possibility of exclusivity. But that has to be discussed. It has to be check-ins. Every dating situation has to have checkpoints. Yes, perception is huge because for me, if a man took me out back in the pre-marriage, if he took me out on a few dates, started giving me the feeling of, oh, I like you, Latanya. You're real cool. You're beautiful. Personality. Da, 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 da. Let me call you. And we talking and we vibing. To me, in my mind back then, we dating. But that hasn't come up in conversation yet. Perception. 
I thought that because time was being spent, money was being spent, that this man likes me and we are exclusively dating. That ain't what he said, though. Every man that buy you a barbecue rib tip sandwich don't mean it. That's your boyfriend. I mean, we got to come on. Can we just be real? We got to we got to talk this thing through because the perception is where we get in trouble is one thing is what you perceive. Another is what's being said, because if you go out to dinner with your girlfriends and you bump into him and another female, you don't want to take your earrings off and start to um, scrap it. But did he say he was exclusive to you? Did he say he wasn't seeing nobody else? No. So why are you mad? He bought you a rib tip dinner and, and got you a Coke and two refills to get to know you. But a person who's in that place of desperation, I just really want someone, they could very easily take that as, oh, I got a man. No, you don't. You had a barbecue donor. Someone donated you some barbecue and now you in love. I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from experience. All right, we got a good comment coming in here. All right, if I can pull it up. Hold on, y'all. My computer is doing some. Okay, it says, nah, time and money spent don't equal exclusivity. There has to be, has to be conversation regarding exclusivity because this perception thing, what you perceive is a done deal could be totally different, ladies. And we're going to end up hurt if we don't, Go easy, okay? If you jumping into this thing desperate, that means you can't wait. I mean, oh my God, someone asked you on a date. I got a man, Jesus. Hold on, honey, hold on. Back up a minute. How about you just have a good conversation, have a good dinner, movie, whatever the case may be. Enjoy it for the moment, for what it is. Stop having these wedding visions on the first date i did that i dated aggressively is what my one of my exes called it they called it a strong arm dating like you gonna be mad whether you like it or not that that don't work you can't strong arm you can't do that that don't work ladies it don't <laughs> i gotta get off here dating is such a good topic because how we date as men and women probably is different. We need to have this discussion together because the perceptions and the cues, for example, the man walks you to your door, look down at you and say, I had a great time. And he leaned in to give you a kiss. Does that mean y'all exclusive? No. It means he put his lips on you. That's what it means. It means he gave you a kiss. But to that woman, that, that handheld, that walked to the door, making sure she got in safe, call me when you get home. Oh, that's my man. That's my man. I'm, I'm, we, CEO, we got to do this tag team. This next time we talk about dating like this, it's going to be tag team because the perception part is going to get us. It's some stuff that I think women see or feel that... <laughs> The brother like, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm. I kiss all the ladies. That don't mean I'm your man. I kiss all the ladies. I got it in every area code. 
<laughs> yes, misinterpreting the smoke signals. I got to get off here, y'all. We're going to do part two. And I think CEO and I, and maybe even the whole group, we're going to come and talk about how we date from the male and female perspective, because I think that perception is the pool that we get drowned in because we're not talking. Nobody is. And then you got the one that say, I don't want to put no title on it because titles mess everything up. Bullcrap. Flim, flam, shimmy, sham. When you, if you hear a brother say that crap, run. I don't want to put no title on it, baby. I just want to let it flow. I just want it to be authentic. And just when you start putting a title on it, it start. He a hoe. I got to go. Let me let me drink my juice because y'all didn't get me started. I've heard that. Don't put no title on it. Cause that's when things start going. It's like the same person that will be engaged to you for 18 years. When we, you know, what's a what's a marriage certificate? It's just a piece of paper. Stop letting these dudes do that to y'all. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Is this it's a real thing, CEO? I've heard that in my in my younger years. I have heard it. What you mean you can't? We've been dating for six years. What is this? What is this? I can't even claim you. I can't even put your picture on Facebook after six years and say you mine. You's a gigolo. <laughs> I gotta go, y'all. Listen, me and CEO gonna come back and finish this because this this dating part. This could be a whole series by itself because looking back in hindsight, the things that I thought that meant exclusivity, it didn't, it wasn't. And I was the one looking stupid. If you can't define it after six years, <laughs> that don't need to be. But, but in all honesty, in all honesty, there are women out here that have been dating someone or in a relationship for with someone for years, 10, 15, 20, and they still ain't putting no ring on it. What, ooh, just what is that? I got to go. Thank y'all for tuning in tonight. This is a hot one. This is a hot one. Just stay tuned to Trailblazers with the Z radio because we we gonna have to dive into this men and not men versus women men and women we're not competing we just need to have a dialogue about what these things mean and the the process of dating and relationships is 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 it, it could be layered i think we're misunderstanding each other and that's how we have these arguments and that's how we end up falling out like, I thought you, I mean, we went out of town together. We went to Jamaica together. Okay. Maybe he traveled with all his ladies. Maybe he got a travel club. But you're thinking it means, you know, exclusivity. You shouldn't have to think that. You shouldn't have to wonder if you are exclusive with someone. It should be said. It should be not implied. It should be, hey, I like you. I want to take this to the next level. Will you be my lady? That should be meaning I only want to date you. Now, are y'all talking about it? Oh my, I mean, you can, 
And you certainly can't think that sex means exclusivity. Roll the curtains. Credits. We gone. You can't think that. In 2023, you cannot think that intimacy, sexual intercourse means exclusivity. Au contraire. It ha exclusivity has to be communicated. And if he doesn't want to communicate it, then you're never probably going to be exclusive with him. If he's uncomfortable with that conversation, he starts scratching. When you start talking about commitment, ooh, ooh. He starts sweating and fanning when you start talking about, ooh, it's hot in here. No, we're talking about commitment. It ain't hot in here, bro. Sis, I can go either way. You should not have to wonder. Now, if you're moving too fast and he says, I'm going to be honest, um, right now, I'm just I'm looking to have a date or two or three and see where it goes. Um, I'm not at a point right now where I want to be exclusive. And don't go passing out and wanting to fight if he says that. Can you handle a man being honest? Talk, talk about that one. What if a man said to you, ladies, I like you. I like you, Lisa. You're beautiful. You're smart. You know, I enjoy being around you. Um, I'm just not quite, you know, ready to take this into anything too committed just yet. I mean, you got to be prepared for a person to be honest about that. Slippery slope, I know. I know. We got a comment and I'm going to get off here. This is good. This is good. Something most of us men, this is my CEO talking, something most of us men and some of young women are afraid of, that word that starts with a C. You're talking about chitlins? What word are you talking about? Chitlins? Crystal light? <laughs> the C word. Dun, 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 dun. You talking about church? What's C? <laughs> yep, commitment. Yes, that word can make some people uncomfortable. Now, I've, in my experience, when they start getting a little antsy and, and, and want to change the subject, but, but okay, on the other side, what if that's been being brought up too soon? If you only had one date, one date, one movie, one pizza, one pepperoni to share, and you are already saying, so are we are we going together? That might be a little bit much, ma'am, sir. But if you've been dealing with this person for months. Going out, hanging out, you over their house, they over your house, meeting each other family. Ooh. Meeting each other's kids. You, what is this? What is this? It's the question. Hey, NJ. So again, it, it falls back on the communication, the dynamics, because after a while, and, and I'm going to put this in here. Let me just throw this in there. I'm 48. I'm married, but I married my husband at 41. So when I was dating in my 40s, I really wasn't giving you two years of my time without without commitment. I wasn't giving you one year without commitment. I'm 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 middle age almost. So I think it depends on where you are in your journey. If you are 19 and dating, 
that the same as being 52 and dating? I mean, it depends. It's so, this is so layered. I don't want to call it complicated, but it's worthy of peeling back some things. Because when you date as a young person, fresh out of high school, you still wear your graduation hat with the tassel on it, dating. You might be a little bit more free and, and a little bit more, you know, I don't want to say loose, but you might not be trying to lock down so quick than if you're dating at 53 and you've been married before, divorced, got some kids, got a grandchild. It's two different dynamics. Yes, I agree. That's a, that's a different dynamic. So how we date may change as we get older for some of us. But then there's some of us who was, who was nasty then and nasty now. You're laying down with everything. When you was when you was 17, you was doing that junk. And now you're 71 and you're still a rolling stone. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but I'm just, but we gotta put some thought into it. Minister Alina, I, I we gotta put some thought into it because I think, especially if you are a believer in God and you are dating with a purpose, you can't just go out here and just willy-nilly do this thing and just like, well, Lord, fix it. Well, did you ask some questions? Do you know this person? Do they come highly recommended? I mean, what? If you just looking to have a date to a movie or a date to pastor's 218th anniversary, say that. That's all you want. But if you in this thing to where you want a companion, a life partner, you you better put some time and effort and research into this. Trust me. Don't make any assumptions. This is your life you're talking about. This is your heart we're talking about. Care enough to give yourself the very best, like Hallmark says. Care enough to give yourself the very best. How about that? Believe it or not, the common sense applications of dating don't change. I agree. I add the believer part in because for some people who do not believe in God or who are not on a Christian spiritual walk or a spiritual walk, they may not want to hear about you being abstinent. Not everybody can subscribe to that. So if you go on, if you say, young lady, and you're going into a dating situation with a man that told you, I got a high sex drive, baby. What, what, what are we doing? Why am I here? I'm trying to preserve myself. And I'm going to tell you now, I got a high libido. Child, if you don't get in your car and hit the gas. I mean, some things come on. And, and maybe that's the common sense part right there. It says, but in but that is something that has to be discussed. Yes. And respected. Yes. I agree, CEO. It should be discussed. And if that person is in agreement and they're also on a Christian walk, it should be respected. But I will tell you from experience, pre-marriage, it was discussed and many times still not respected. And we can be in the same Christian community. But they decided, well, honey, I'm a man. And a man needs what it needs. I, I got to go. We, we, we could be here all night. Thank y'all for tuning in to Girl Chat Weekly. Girl Chat, Guy Chat, WeChat.com. We did it all tonight. 
because I this is worthy of so much conversation. I want us to have successful relationships, successful dating experiences, which is going to require talking. We are not going to be able to avoid talking. You could text YWD, uh, LOL, LMNOP, all you want. But if you want this thing to mean something, you got to pick up that phone and talk or meet at the Starbucks and talk. So I will see you all Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m., Critical Conversations. Watch out because um, CEO and I got a couple of collaborations coming up. So just watch out for, um, okay, we got some announcements coming in. Part two, featuring the, yes, the CEO of Trailblazers with the Z radio. That's, that's my homie. We 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 ride we ride these topics out. <laughs> Cause sometimes when you talk things out, you realize you need that male and female perspective. We can talk together, ladies, about certain stuff, but sometimes we gotta bring in the guys to say, I thought you meant we was together when you said that or when you did that. No, nah, girl, it's 12 of y'all. <laughs> I gotta go. Y'all have a good night. I love y'all. Subscribe, like, share, and I'll see y'all Saturday. Oh. And make sure y'all go on AMP. Have y'all heard of the AMP app? The AMP app is on your phone. You download the app and you're able to create like your own radio show slash podcast. You can talk in between songs. You can bring on people. You can pick your own playlist. Well, let's just say we have a wonderful time. Thank you, Minister Alina. Love you. We have a great time on each other's AMP shows and they do pay you as well. Yeah. So go have some fun. I mean, do something that that'll that's right. My name is Virtuous on Amp. What's your name on Amp CEO? Is it Mr. Beatty? Look up Mr. Beatty and look up Quint Jones. Look up um Holy Ghost Fire 19, I want to say. And just come come hang out. I mean, we have it's a great, it's a great outlet if you're if you're feeling a little down and you want something positive to do. It is a great outlet and you can pick whatever, you know, genre of music. You can do mixtures of genres. You can do all one group. It's so fun. So make sure you follow all of us on AMP as well. Um, Thursday is My Life Has Destiny with Quint and Coco. Brother, do you have a show tomorrow? Let me see if CEO is doing a show tomorrow. You should subscribe and that way you can get notifications of all of our shows. I got something coming up too. As soon as I, um, there may be a show tomorrow. As soon as I get the logistics, I am getting ready to partner with, if you all watched A Place Called Home about the Locked Out documentary, the trusted banker is partnering with me to provide a workshop on lending, on credit, on home ownership. But I would need 25 people in order to do it. And it would be $25. If you are interested, oh, okay. Maybe a part two of Who Taught Us. That was a good show. And that's a good topic, CEO. I think you need a part two of that. So stay tuned. because I, I want to do some things, ladies and gentlemen, that are going to help us business-wise, financially, 
home ownership wise, just to help us to become more productive and better stewards. I'm included because I need it. So just stay tuned. All right. I got to get out of here. Like, share, subscribe. We out. I love y'all. Good night. My computer is so slow.